This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. My name is John Leary and this is The Saturday Quiz. Every week I invite a couple of guests onto the show to try and give me the correct answers to the 10 questions from the quiz in The Saturday Paper. This week, to celebrate the return of live theatre to the stages of Melbourne, those guests come from the cast of As You Like It, which has just opened at the Melbourne Theatre Company. One of them played Stephen Carrington in the rebooted Dynasty TV series, and the other plays Chicka Lydia Rollins and Sammy Twerb, amongst many others, on Sean McAuliffe's Mad as Hell. Welcome to the show, James McKay and Christy Whelan-Brown. Thanks, Johnny. Hi, you two. Hi, John Leary. Thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure. How's the show going? How's As You Like It going? (laughs) It's going great. It's going really beautifully. It's just, it's found its feet and it's got a gorgeous shape. It looks wonderful. We're having a ball. Excellent. And judging from the houses that we've had so far, the audiences are too. It's a real treat and just a beautifully spirited show to be coming back with. That's really nice. It's nice to be back on the stage, back in front of Melbourne audiences who've been starved for so long. Absolutely. And it's such a beautiful loving show or loving play full of love I all guess. about love yeah. yeah love and hijinks in the forest what's <laughs> what's not to love about exactly. that and i do think there is something lovely resonant for melbourne too the fact that multiple characters in this play start out miserable and stuck at home and then yeah right finally get out of town and finally find this little pastoral wonderland where they're free of the expectations of their old selves back in court or back at their brother's house or whatever it is. Um, There's a a really gorgeous freedom that comes with that move from the city to the country in this play. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a lovely echo or such a lovely hope for Melbourne Mm. and Victoria and yeah, all of us. That's really nice. Mm. Now, tell me this. Are you fond of quizzes, both of you? Either of you? I have little to no general knowledge, and so I avoid (laughs) quizzes at all costs. I would only do a quiz for you, Johnny. Oh, wow. I'm (laughs) honoured. I'm really honoured. That's lovely. What about you, James? You strike me as someone a little bit more quiz interested. What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) Well, no, no, just that he's... I do, I do, I do like a quiz, and yeah. actually, my family will appreciate this, Johnny, because yes. between my brother and his wife, and um, my sister-in-law's brother and their parents, they have a tripartite attack oh. on the Saturday quiz every week. Oh, wow! Between their three households. Oh, great! So um, there's there's a bit of a tradition in this, and I've on a couple of occasions been been roped into my brother's team when visiting them in Canberra. So I'm quite excited. Have you got them on, ready on speed dial, just in case? <laughs> I think that would be the spirit of the thing. Do you think maybe would either of you have an area of expertise, do you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> James would have many. James is very smart, but I maybe, you know, pop music, pop yeah, okay. like scandals. <laughs> well, look, I will Celebrity tell you. Celebrity couplings. I'll preface this quiz by saying... 
Chrissy William Brown, that I contacted you to, to say, would you do this podcast? Because there is one question in this quiz that I thought, well, you'll know this. Is it a Britney Spears question? Maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. But James, what about you? Would, would you have an area of expertise, do you think? Well, I think Christy and I might actually complement each other pretty well here because pop culture and music is like... <laughs> just sailing gleefully over my head. Okay, good. Sport and geography, I'll have a dig. Yeah, we'll good. see. All right. One time my husband asked me to draw what I thought was a map of the world. It was when I told him <laughs> was when I told him that I thought New Zealand was next to Perth and he was like, "Could you just jot down to me what you, where you think the countries are?" If I can, I'm going to find it and send it to you to put up with this wow. podcast because it's the most shameful thing. That's ever happened to me. Can I please Fantastic. see that now? <laughs> okay, well, when we get to the geography question, maybe that'll be one for you, James. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with the questions right after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to The Saturday Quiz. My guests today are James McKay and Christy Whelan-Brown. This is question number one. In the 1990s, who was TV's Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Jeez, I know it. You know it? You answer it then. It's Will Smith. It's Will Smith, yeah. I'm on a roll. See? <laughs> Flying star. <Yeah. laughs> Did you watch it when you, when you were a kid? Of course, I could do that whole from West Philadelphia, born and raised. No, I won't. Do oh, it. do it. Oh, please, please do, do it. it. On playgrounds where I spent most of my days, chilling out, max and relaxing, all cool and all shooting some people outside of the school where a couple of guys they were up to no good, started making trouble in my neighbourhood. Come on, that's enough. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's so cool. Have you seen the teaser? For the reboot that they're making. Jeez, that's getting a reboot too? That's getting a reboot, but it's getting a, like a dramatic reboot. Ooh. And it's simply titled Bel Air. Oh. And mm. it's in production right now. And actually, a friend of mine, TJ Brady, shout out to him, is the sh- showrunner on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, there is a, a something of a nice dovetail between Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and what we're currently doing, which is oh, that yes. uh, the guy who played the butler, sincere apologies, I can't remember his name, is a very serious Shakespearean actor himself. Oh. Has he played Orlando? Do you know? I don't know if he's played Orlando. I don't know. But apparently when he did his audition, he came in the room and read a scene with Will and afterwards said, is that how you're going to do it? To Will Smith. And he said, yeah, that's how I'm going to do it. And that was the moment they decided to hire him. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. That could have gone one of, one of two ways. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question number two. Well done on question number one. It was a nice, good one for you. Here we go. Question number two. The World War II Dachau concentration camp was in which country? And there's multiple choice. Do you need the multiple choice? I don't think so, but I'll take it. All right. It, is it A, Poland... B, Germany, or C, Italy? I believe it's A, Poland. 
It's not A Poland. I was oh. going to say B. Oh, what were you going to say? B, Germany? Well, Christy William Brown, you are correct. Dumbass. Who said that was in Poland? <laughs> Dear me. No, our <laughs> is in is in Poland. Wow, there you go. Uh, but yeah, Dachau uh, was in southern Germany. And it was the, the concentration camp that was in operation the longest Oof. from March 1933 to April 1945. Nearly all... 12 years of the Gee, March 1933. That's when it opened, yeah. Jeez, and there great. were 32,000 documented deaths at the camp and mm. thousands more that are undocumented. Uh, and it was, yeah, liberated by US forces. The main camp was liberated by US forces on the 29th of April 1945. So, yeah. A, pre- a pretty dark question to follow mm. a, a pretty light one. So A, a jarring contrast. Yeah, <laughs> sorry sorry about that. I don't have any anecdotes on that one for you, Joey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not so much. We might just skip on to question number three. <laughs> what is 35% of 160? How's in mathematics? Oh, real bad. 35%. Real bad? I reckon I can do it. Wait. Okay. How are you going to do it? Tell me how you're doing it. I'm going to get, well, 10%. Since it's, it's a podcast. It's 100, did you say? I said 160. So, yep. 10% is how many? 16. Correct. Times three. Is? James. Do something, James. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> My head's just currently going da 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 Hey. Oh, yeah, is that 48? 48 is correct. Yeah. And then... So therefore, five percent is eight more. Yeah. And what was that so number? So what's forty-eight, 48 plus, plus eight? Plus eight is fifty-six. Fifty-six is the correct answer. James Very is well done. A dead weight. I'm slowing you down. <laughs> Go yourself. Very well done. Three for three. CWB. And and yes, thank you for showing your working. That's what we like to hear on a podcast. Is that like the slowest possible way for someone to do it? How would you do it? I don't think so. No, that's that's exactly how I would have done it. I. I'm sure there is a, a quicker way in, in your head. But, yeah, taking getting 10% and then splitting it to get 5% uh, is, yeah, well done. Bravo. All right. Question number four. Of which country is Frank Banamarama the Prime Minister? Banamarama? So, Banamarama is B-A-I-N-I-M-A-R-A-M-A. Have you heard of this gentleman? Never. Not once. Hmm, okay. How am I going to get this? No one's tweeting about him, so I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard of him. Well, they, actually, they might be tweeting about him recently. He took a kind of strong stance at what's it called COP26. Oh, yeah? He, so he represents an island nation. The Solomon Islands? Not the Solomons. It is, it's in the Pacific, and... They were the first ones to sign up to the Paris Accord. Um, Worth a dig. Which one? Fiji. Fiji is correct. <laughs> CWB, you are acing this quiz. <laughs> you don't need James at all. <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> James has like three degrees and he's a big Hollywood star and I'm smarter than him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Frank Bainamarama. He actually led the military coup of 2006, which resulted in him being acting president and then later acting prime minister 
until he was officially sworn in as Prime Minister after his victory at the 2014 elections. But before all that, in 2000, he was the head of the military at the time of a coup led by someone else, by a businessman, George Spate. Yeah, and Frank Bainamarama (laughs) took over as head of... I'm reassured that you tripped on it once. That was very kind. (laughs) He was head of an interim military government in what is considered a counter-coup. Bit of a coup specialist. Um, Yeah, yeah, he, he... suffered a coup and then had his own coup and yeah you know what what goes around comes around you're gonna coup someone you'll get cooed <laughs> what is it that they say in fiji i'm trying to think when you're there and, and like you just end up saying it all day it's like a oh. greeting hello goodbye what is it does anyone know Bulla? Is it yeah, Bulla? Yeah, yeah. No, is it? Yeah. I've never been. I've never been to Fiji. You have? Yeah, it's so amazing. Did you get your hair braided? No, I don't think I don't think oh. people is that down not with what that happens anymore. Then? Yeah, I don't think. Oh. Well, maybe it maybe, but I, yeah, I I thought that you you weren't supposed to do that anymore. No, it's it's probably culturally insensitive. I and, think so. Yeah. Plus, when I have all my hair pulled back, I look like Bert Newton. So I'm <laughs> trying not to do that anyway. <laughs> May he rest. I love you, Bert. Oh, yes. Yeah. Vale. Vale, Bert. Bert forever. All right. Question number five. Which animal features on Australia's five-cent coin? God, it's been so long since we've had cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. Do you, I, I haven't carried coins around for months if i see coins now in my house i throw them in the bin i'm like what's this rubbish (laughs) i know exactly so do you remember what what's on the coin should we consult on this one without a final answer johnny are we allowed to sort of have a little yeah yeah, of course you can consult it's not but consult so i can hear as well (laughs) sure (laughs) i thought maybe if i say this would make me sound really stupid maybe maybe a platypus no, the platypus is on the twenty. Oh. Lyrebirds on the ten. James is right. It is. It is, it is a. Um, it's an echidna. Oh, finally, James, yeah, come to the Finally, party. yeah. There you go. On the board. Sorry, finally, I was James under the impression this was a, a team, but I, I guess I was mistaken <laughs> with that. It's good. Good to know before this evening's performance. I... Here's a little, <laughs> another little bonus question for you. Do you know what metals? the five-cent coin is made from? That's a great question. Oh, good. I should know this. Actually, when I was at WAPA, uh, I worked at the Perth Mint. Did you? Doing tours at the weekend. Yeah, they used to hand these two jobs down through the acting courses. So they would get, you know, a a couple of student actors to run the tours every weekend and do gold-pouring demonstrations. Wow. But the Perth Mint is a precious metals mint. They never did any of the normal currency oh, there or not anymore right. once that all moved right. to canberra they just made like the yes. fancy coins and platinum ones and all that sort of thing i, I want to say there's some tin in there's there no tin oh, that's a great <laughs> there's two metals i'll tell you it's 75 percent copper and 25 percent nickel oh there you go mm-hmm. yeah and all the coins except for the two dollar coin were designed and sculpted by stuart devlin who was a Geelong-born artist who then went on to design the currency for 36 other nations. That's un-Australian. 
We've got Bainamarama, the coup specialist, <laughs> Stewie running currency everywhere. He was quite a dude. After he did the Australian decimal currency, he went back to London. He was only like in his 30s. And yeah, he he became a sort of jewellery and, and precious metals designer and designed stuff for the Queen. Wow. And he was commissioned to make a, a cocktail shaker for, um, oh, what's, what's his name? Elizabeth Taylor and what's her husband's name? You know, no. the Welsh one. <laughs> oh, Richard Burton. Richard Burton. So Elizabeth Taylor commissioned him to make a cocktail shaker for wow. Richard Burton. And at some stage that was returned to be fixed or, me- you know, mended because there was some kind of altercation where it was damaged. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty dark. <laughs> After one yeah. too many cocktails, he <laughs> threw it across the room. Yeah, something like that. Richard went to the something ER like and Stuart <laughs> got the shaker back. <laughs> That's a niche trade, though. It is pretty niche. 36 yeah. nations, did you say? 36 nations, yeah. Wow. On you, Stewie. Well, good for you, Stuart. Good it, for you, Stewie. Shout out to is you it, if you're listening. Is it un-Australian or is it doing Australia proud? <laughs> what <laughs> are two ways to look at that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think James doesn't like me saying that that's un-Australian because he ran away to Hollywood. So he's like, I'm just doing my country proud by going on the big TV shows. We're all citizens of the world, Christy. No, see, I just only work in Melbourne. We're all humans I'm, first. I'm Australian born and bred. <laughs> Not even up to Sydney. Just nah. stay, stay in Melbourne. I'll go regional, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take another break. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined by Christy Whelan-Brown and James McKay. This is question number six. Translated to English, what is the motto of the titular characters in The Three Musketeers? And there's a bonus point for naming the author of the work. Could you say the question again? One more time. Yes. Basically, what is the motto of The Three Musketeers? And who wrote it? James. James, you must know this from your swashbuckling days. (laughs) Didn't you do some swashbuckling in the Pirates of the Caribbean that I, you I, and I are both in? Well, no. No, I was more stitched up than swashbuckle. Uh. <laughs> Although it's been a lovely reunion with Mr Richard Piper, who oh, was course, the captain yeah, right. of the ship on which we all went down before the credits. <laughs> it was a, a brief jaunt, but a lot of fun that two weeks up on the Gold How Coast nice. there. yeah. I got two days. I would have given anything for two weeks, but sure. I wasn't in it because it wasn't in Melbourne. So <laughs> I didn't want to be I, I think of the three amigos. That's, that's not right. The three musketeers. I'm also thinking of Zorro. That's not right. No, different. The motto. Different. What is their motto? You know. I don't, sadly. Come that's, on, Johnny. Give us something. Yeah. There's kind of a QAnon appropriation of it a little bit. Oh, okay. It's sort of a thing about, like, we're all in this together. Kind yeah, of yeah. And there's the number the number one. One for... Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, what is it? That's all it. for one and one for all. Yeah. One for all and all for one. All for one exactly. of those two. All for one and one, one for all and all for one. Yeah. Yeah. That is... So QAnon have got their grubby little fingers all over Yeah, that. QAnon have, have something like, it's like, where go one, we all go, or something like that. Like, it, they've really messed it up. Jeez. Yeah, that's yeah. clunky. Uh, no, but do you know the author of The Three Musketeers? That's a negative for me. A.D. are uh, his initials. D- D- Dumas? <laughs> Dumas, no. yeah, yeah. Dumas. Alexander Dumas. The D got me there. Good. I'm, I'm glad you got <laughs> there with the D. Thanks to the D for that. <laughs> he loves the D. And do you, do you remember the final question in Slumdog Millionaire? You know that film. Love that film. The final question in Slumdog Millionaire is, in Alexander Dumas' book, The Three Musketeers, two of the musketeers are called Athos and Porthos. What is the name of the third musketeer? Greg. Greg. <laughs> It's not Greg. The A, B, C, and D are A, Aramis, B, Cardinal Richelieu, C, D'Artagnan, or D, Planchette. Do you know? You don't know the answer, do you? I believe it's D'Artagnan. So do I. No, he's the fourth one. It's Aramis. Aramis. uh, Yeah. Okay. All right. Question seven. Let's get back. Let's get back on the horse. Here we go. True or false? Australia's second largest state, Queensland, is larger in area than the US's largest state, Alaska. So is Queensland bigger than Alaska? I think yes. Chrissy's saying yes. James, There's what are you saying? There's a confidence to that that I have to respect. I, I, Don't listen to no, me. Well, I told you about my map of the world. Well, there's this weird thing about the world map that we all know, right, that it's it's, right. it's geared oddly towards the Northern Hemisphere. And if right. you drew a true map of the world, which I believe has now been done, like, to scale without the Northern Hemisphere bias, it's all very different. So yeah. my, my, my instinctive guess was no, but... I think maybe let's. I'm. No, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I don't even know about the new map. No, the stick to your guns, Christy. Oh bloody hell! Stick to your guns. You were you were right. <laughs> Queensland you at one million eight hundred fifty-two thousand six hundred forty-two square kilometers is bigger than Alaska, which is one million seven hundred seventeen thousand eight hundred fifty-six square kilometers. That's Which staggering. means that Queensland is 134,786 square kilometres bigger than Alaska. Wow. Yeah, because have you seen Movie World? It's massive. <laughs> it is. It is massive. Well, well done, Christy. Still, James, you're dragging I'm, us down. I'm frankly just sinking the ship. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question eight. A judge this month ended a 13-year conservatorship Controlling the finances and personal life of which entertainer? Britney Spears. Oh, <laughs> Britney Jean Spears. <laughs> Britney Jean Spears. James totally stole your thunder there. What a freak. Uh, yeah, how about that? So good. I do a one-woman show about Britney Spears and we, we started it in 2009. Like, we were telling that story that this this woman is under, she can't make her own decisions spend her own money, drive her own car, and yet she's still working. She said her kid's taken away. Like, it's been a monstrous time for so many years, and then so many public meltdowns and, 
yeah, it's just so, so nice to, to see something good going her way. Good for her. Good for Brittany. I can't she believe that it's years been going on. 13 years. Yeah. Oh, God. Times have changed. At, at that time when she, you know, shaved off her head and was hitting the paparazzi with an umbrella and, you yeah. know, we were just watching her have a proper breakdown. Yeah. And everyone sort of watched it as news. And, um, yeah, as kind of titillating, can't tear yourself away sort absolutely. of news. Mm. As you said, you couldn't look away, but then when you really dissected it, and I saw her in concert here in Melbourne, and it was like watching a puppet, you know, like she didn't speak. Yeah. It was mm. like she was drugged, yeah. and now that she's talking about it, she was. She was oh, wow. They put her on lithium or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Golly. It's so yeah. full on. Free cool. Britney. Mm. Beware, James. That's Hollywood. <laughs> I will. I will <laughs> take extra care. No lithium. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number nine. Well done. You you got question number eight. Easy peasy. Question number nine. As seen from Earth, what is the brightest star in the night sky? James on stage. well um, now i might be overthinking this but is that a a trick question i would say that the brightest star in the sky in terms of what we see is venus but that's a planet not a star yeah that's right that's so no it is a star star and it's the night sky so it's not the sun either it's not a trick question they were just talking about this the other day were you there and i said the teapot and everyone laughed at me. The teapot. <laughs> I, and then they were like, it's the saucepan, yeah. <laughs> I definitely right. don't know. Alpha Centauri? No, no. That's the only star incorrect. I know by name. So I reckon you will know uh, the name of this star. You'll know two names of this star. The one that is, is kind of the official name of it starts with S, and it was also the name of the flagship of the first fleet that landed in ah, 1788. Sirius? Yes, it is Sirius. There you go. Is the name of the star. Very well done. It's also known as the Dog Star. I like that. Did you know that? I didn't. The Dog ah. Star. Why is it called the Dog Star? It's called the do- Dog Star due to its position in the constellation Canis Major, or mm. the Big Dog. So it's the brightest star in the sky, and it's obviously the, the brightest star in that constellation. It is twice as massive as the sun Jeez. and 25 times as luminous, but it is 8.6 light years away. Fine. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. <laughs> get there one day. Mm. You have to keep an eye out for it tonight. Mm. Yes, indeed. And now we are up to the final question. Come on, James. You're what doing very well. <laughs> Question number 10, which motorcycle racing legend ended his acclaimed career at the final MotoGP of the 2021 season in Valencia on November 14? Now, do you know any MotoGP motorcycle racing legends? I think there's that one, there's like the one guy. If you say his name, it's probably this guy. Is it Raphael something? No, but you're sort of in the right ballpark in terms of name. The question that I do know how to answer from this is, what are your gaps of knowledge? Should it be motorcycle MotoGP. There was yeah. Mick, Mick, old mate. Yeah, it's not... I'm going back <laughs> a few decades there. <laughs> Doohan? Is it Doohan? Yeah, Doohan. Mick Doohan. 
No. Um, that's about probably my last marker. Alessandro. <laughs> no. This gentleman is an Italian. He's nicknamed the Doctor, and he, he wears the number 46. He's, he's worn the number 46 his entire career, and he's won nine Grand Prix World Championships, seven of which were in the Premier 500cc MotoGP class. He's also the only road racer to have completed competed in 400 or more Grands Prix. Wow. Can we have a can we have a letter? You sure can. His initials are VR. <laughs> Victor <laughs> Rodriguez. No. The famed uh, Italian Vic Rodriguez. Think of an Italian first name starting with V. Valentino? Is Rossi, Valentino Rossi. Valentino Rossi is the correct answer. Well <laughs> done. Team Together you got there. <laughs> we did. Well done. Valentino Rossi is That is a the, pretty uh, staggering career. I mean, not oh, really got a, knowing yeah, anything about career. it. That's that's a that's a heavyweight yeah, right there. Absolutely. I think he deserves a break. Yeah, have a nice cup of tea and a lie down. <laughs> yeah, we all deserve a break. Uh, we're going to take a quick one right now. We'll be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Christy Whelan-Brown, James McKay. Hey, thank you both so much for doing the quiz. Thanks, Johnny. It's been a pleasure. You did very, very well. I would be very proud of myself if I, I actually was... am. I'm holding it in, but I'm, I'm no, ready to Don't hold me. it in. <laughs> you know, when, when we were doing Shakespeare in Love for MTC, we would do the quiz. I would be quiz master. We would do the quiz before every show at the half, and whoever won the quiz, whoever got the most questions right would get an extra bow at the curtain call <laughs> are you for real yeah 100 percent. oh my god and the audience were baffled <laughs> <laughs> the audience would have no idea why francis greenslade was <laughs> randomly getting an extra bow that is brilliant tonight i'm going to take an extra one you should take an extra bow tonight <laughs> break legs thank with you the show. thank you mate is it 100 percent the house's Yeah, it is. 100% 100 available, certainly. (laughs) (laughs) I think we were originally capped at 75 till the end of the month. And then sort of abruptly they did the old, well, hey, you know, off you go. It was on our opening night. So that night could have been, it it happened at midnight on our opening night. So we could have had a bigger. Oh, you could have had a bigger opening night. Mm. Oh, well, that's Okay. okay. So the good news is lots of seats available. Well, good. Well, to all my listeners in Melbourne, get along to As You Like It. Get along. MTC. <laughs> That's it for this episode of the Saturday Quiz. I hope you enjoyed it. There are only three more episodes of this season to go, with the final episode again being a jumbo-sized one with four times as many questions and twice as many guests. If you are so inclined and you haven't already, I would love it if you could write me a review wherever you listen or leave me a message when you make a contribution to support this show. 
Thanks to my guests this week, Christy Whelan-Brown and James McKay. Go and see them both in the Melbourne Theatre Company's production of As You Like It. If you're not in Melbourne, go and see some other theatre. Sydney Siders can see previous guests of this podcast, Virginia Gay and Toby Trustlove, on stage in Belvoir's Boobcack Panto or Geraldine Hakewill in STC's Julius Caesar. Thank you, as always, to Cindy McDonald for writing the questions. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. <laughs>